Did you see the um? Did you see the table read they did of past times at Regimont High? No, but I saw a picture of it, and uh, people were freaking out how like two thousands they both looked. Um, Brad and Jen. Yes. And then um, I saw pictures of him with all his girlfriends, and it was like Brad Pitt, the guy who just likes looking like his girlfriend. Oh, they thought they looked <laughs> similar to each other? Yeah, because if you look at these pictures that these people posted on oh. Twitter, they like he always has the same haircut and same dye job and like clothing style as his girlfriends. Oh. And when these pictures think, were revealed to me i was like you're right look at that That's i think all freaking guys weird should, i think all guys should do that i i mean it's a it's definitely a look it's a look. and there was that it's, cute that cute old couple that went viral that one time and they were just because they just like dress the same every day like or they like match every day isn't it funny so, how we how we know brad pitt for so many things and acting isn't one of them <laughs> All right, I don't like that Luke's not part of this conversation. <laughs> Welcome to Film Schooled. Uh, I'm Tyler. She's Courtney. And we're having our first guest, everybody, Luke Collin. Hello. Welcome aboard. Hi. Thank I'm you. I'm so excited. Talk about Brad Pitt, please. <laughs> you know, Do you have an opinion? I really don't. This is no. a really great way to start. I think that's okay. My probably short tenure on the show is I do not have an opinion. I on think Brad that's Pitt. the point: is that no one has an actual like acting opinion on Brad Pitt. Hmm. The first movie he's done in like five years was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then that what what was it? Ed Astra, Ed Astra. Yeah, I liked both of those films though. Eh. Ed Astra, maybe just because I like space. It wasn't yeah. like. <laughs> Emphasis I don't know how good ass. of a movie it was. I was just like, let's go to Mars. <laughs> what was that? I said emphasis on the ass, but then you you really steamrolled right over it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at Astra. I get it. Astra. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, boy. Oh, my. What? I don't know. I'm so excited to be here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke, it, introduce yourself. T- tell See, us things about this Luke. This not have right. him introduce what? himself. I'm not going to do a better job. The Google Doc <laughs> says I am a musical enthusiast and your friend. So those are I'm both okay. good things. Thank you. Yeah, those are facts. True facts. So yes, I, I am a I'm a friend of Courtney and Tyler. I'm a friend of the podcast. I am a Hell big yeah. old Julie Andrews fan. So I'm ready to <laughs> talk about you? our Lord and Savior. <laughs> what a what a what a confluence this was this this podcasting episode. We had picked Sound of Music, and With, then without Luke, knowing Luke was available, yeah, or that he had a mic. Remember last yeah. week we we called we called out to the masses to the four people listening, <laughs> uh, and we said please email us uh, at our unspecified email address at gmail.com and we and got ple- uh, thousands if you have a mic emails. we'll let you on we got at least zero emails we got and thousands of emails to me. <laughs> we got thousands of emails people people sending us pictures with a newspaper of today's date and their microphone yeah. yep 
receipts we got a lot of receipts like they had just they bought their microphone to be on the podcast yeah it was it was an outpouring and i'm really proud of it yeah people are desperate to talk to us about a movie yeah on the podcast yeah and then specifically we we saw luke's email and we were like we know this guy um yeah i remember him from college i remember i've met him maybe twice and (laughs) you know what i know about him he likes musicals and we've already picked a musical yeah and that he's our friend (laughs) yep (laughs) <laughs> but but really it was it was a it was a great little coincidence that we were doing the sound of music and then luke luke was like available and everything and i was like oh my god we were texting about it me and courtney we were like oh, this is perfect he texted me at, at uh like two in the morning a few nights ago <laughs> that he was drinking alone and watching his old like dvds of his high school musicals that is correct perform oh okay it started with phantom and then it went downhill from there (laughs) did you watch more than one um well the phantom dvd was like (laughs) super messed up so i really only saw like an act and a quarter of it okay drowsy chaperone is a short show and then i fell asleep (laughs) (laughs) okay took that long for the uh the wine snoozles to come in, to to kick in. Yes, exactly. I'm yeah. very strong like that. Yeah. Well, and the shows were I I assume were just so riveting. Top notch. But uh yeah, we should probably say we we uh we watched the we teased it a little bit with the Julie Andrews bit. But we're uh we're talking about uh Sound of Music today. The Sound of Music. Yes, we are. The 1965 musical film adaptation of a um who are the guys? Who are the guys who wrote the musical? Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. There, there's a couple duos. There's a couple music duos. And uh, name another. Rodgers and Hammerstein. There's, I can't, but I know there's more. My thought was Rodgers and Hammerstein, but I, I, I did. I wasn't confident enough to. I had to pass that ball. You know what I mean? That's fair. <laughs> Lerner and Lower in their graves right now. Just we didn't do enough. <laughs> Luke, were you familiar with this movie? Had you seen it before? I had seen this movie once before your kind invitation to discuss it came to me. And it was kind of a uh, a happenstance of sorts. It showed up on Disney Plus, which I don't like to shout out, but I guess I'm going to. And I thought <laughs> Yeah, we're thank you. Strictly uh, anti Disney podcast. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm required to know that as a friend, both of Courtney and of the podcast. Sure. Thank so you. So I saw it. It's like, I've never seen this classic. So I really? gave it a view. I, I had to give it a couple views because it's a long one. So I watched Indeed. it across two days. <laughs> but then in revisiting it for this conversation, it was straight through as intended. Good, good. Well, you could have stopped at the intermission and just been like, all right, calling it for the day. Just a long intermission. <laughs> they wanted me to, but said no. Did anyone know what that word was? Entrade? Entract. 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 It's like the, like the, um, almost like an overture. Oh, for, for after the intermission? Like bringing you back into the, yeah. Sick. So why I picked this, you ask, Tyler? <laughs> well... <laughs> 
Um, I've I've seen this movie. I was texting Luke. I realized I've seen this movie maybe once every year. What at least once a year since I've been born. <laughs> you did say it's um, a. Is it a Christmas family tradition? I, I thought it was a Christmas movie because I think, and then rewatching it because maybe it has been like a few years since I've seen it. But also, I feel like. I got drunk with my grandma and aunt last year and watched it in my grandma's basement. Yeah. Um, but I feel like ABC Family plays, or Freeform, I'm so sorry, Freeform. So sorry. Plays it. Um, Forgive us, Disney. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. Um, I thought I thought Freeform played it um, every year at Christmas, which is why I thought it was a Christmas movie. And then when I watched it this time, I was like, this has nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah. This is really about Nazis. Mm-hmm. But I also, I forgot it was three hours. <laughs> yeah, 2.55 runtime. It also didn't bother me at all that it was that long. Ooh. I think because I knew it so well that mm. I was like, I was like, yeah, whatever. I know what's going to happen. Like it moved quickly for me. But I grew up watching this movie. I love this movie. Um, and... I picked it because I didn't want to watch something uh, like depressing, and this is this is really, you know, the only feel good World <laughs> War Two movie uh, you're gonna find. That and might be true. Yeah, think about okay. that. <laughs> um, and because I think it's directed very well, um, I think it's beautiful to look at. Oh my god! And yes, yeah, and I think Julie Andrews is a fucking <laughs> she's so amazing dame dame she's so really like, Andrew. dame and this is like her second film role like she she shot this right after mary poppins and when she was filming this mary poppins hadn't been released yet and mary poppins was her first film role because mm-hmm, she was broadway jesus christ before then just come coming and, out with um, two hit two two home runs right out the gates eh? same year they the same year and um, Christopher Plummer's really hot. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yes, he is. What? What? Who's Chris? Christopher Plummer is Captain Von Trapp. He's the captain? Tyler. You did zero <laughs> research for this movie. <laughs> Literally half of the I... notes are about either Julie Andrews is a queen or Christopher Plummer is hot. That's... I've only... Tyler's just learning. Oh my god. No, I've... <sighs> I know who Christopher Plummer is, but I've only seen him in when he's old, like really old. Well, in this he's he not. looks so different. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's like fifty five years. I younger. know, but like all, he, I, like usually you can see it in the eyes or something. Like I, oh my god. Um, Christopher Plummer is the oldest person to ever receive an uh, an Oscar for um, Beginners. I think that's what it's called. It's a movie with him and Ewan McGregor. Um, he was in his 80s when he won for Best Supporting Actor. Um, but what's real fun about Christopher Plummer is that he hates the sound of music. He referred to it as the sound of mucus. He hated <laughs> Julie Andrews and would make fun of her while they were on set and called her Miss Disney because he thought she was too, like, happy-go-lucky and, in his words, insufferable. And he was drunk for most of the filming. True. Oh my! Um, at the end, when he's singing Edelweiss, he apparently was like blackout, <laughs> and I, he looking he back, also, he can kind of tell. Yeah, a little bit. He also, um, but he's also not singing. 
it's not his voice. They dub it. Yeah. Um, Correct. Well, they dub. And they got to dub most of it, right? But it's he's not being dubbed with himself. He's It's a different Oh, person. I see. <laughs> no one's singing live. Right. Yeah, yeah. We weren't blessed with that until Anne Hathaway in Blame. <laughs> Is blessed the I word you're the using? Eye roll, and I agree with you. <laughs> Anne Hathaway was good. Oh, she was wonderful in that. The rest of that movie was yeah. in Christopher yeah. Plummer's words. What's wait, I said blessed. I said blessed with Anne Hathaway. I like that song. I was thinking of the rest of that nonsense, though. Okay, well, I didn't bring it up. I think Anne Hathaway's great in that. <laughs> oh, she is. Um, as she's getting her teeth pulled out and her hair cut. Anyway, and then also the actress who plays Liesl was 22, the oldest daughter, um, and she had a real big crush on Christopher Plummer, who played her dad, because mm-hmm. he was only 35. And he had a crush on her, too. But he insisted that nothing happened. And he has since... What a gentleman, um, I guess. He has since apologized <laughs> to Julie Andrews. And they are now good friends. Good. Good. That's good. I'm glad... So there's a little backstory. Thank you, thank you for that arc that we just went on. I appreciated that 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 storytelling right there. I'm a storyteller. That was great. I, I'm a storyteller. I'm glad that wrapped up with a bow. While we're offering fun facts, may I bring one to the table? Absolutely. I guess. So, different vibes. <laughs> so glad to see. <laughs> so set the scene. I'm watching this movie. The opening credits are rolling, and I see the name Marnie Nixon in the opening credits. And oh, I know where this is. It's going. It's wonderful, and we talked about dubbing no before, so this is beautiful. So I see Marnie Nixon's name, and I'm like. The girl who sang for Natalie Wood in West Side Story. And was the voice of um, Anna in The King and I. And. Dubbed for whoever played that role. For Deborah Kerr. And yes. did the singing for Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady. Mm-hmm. So I was like, are they crediting her as a voice dub did she sing for somebody no she is on the camera this time as sister sophia oh that's cool so i thought that was really cool because i saw the name and i'm just like they're admitting that they're dubbing the songs in the credits that's interesting because they didn't give her any credit in those movies right that was a big controversy so tyler looks confused so which one well just um, which one's sophia which none is sister sophia i don't know if it matters she's she's just one of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> I think she's like the a first clown. nun that we meet. Okay. The one who can't find her. That sounds right, yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that is a fun fact. Look Thank at you. you. <laughs> I read about it myself. <laughs> Tyler, had you seen this movie before? Yes, right? Um. So, couldn't tell you. I've probably seen it a bunch of times in like chunks. Like maybe someone was el- someone else was watching it and I was just seeing scenes because I've seen scenes from every act. <laughs> like I've seen I've, I I remembered the scene with Rolf at the end uh and I've seen pretty much Heartbreaker. Intense. Yeah, no, I mean. Uh <laughs> um I've Rolf's a little bitch. Yeah, dude, uh, I've got notes on Rolf. All right, <laughs> that's, I've got. That's what I got. I got Rolf is a little. Bitch. I got. I got things to say about Rolf. 
but I guess we'll get there. But fuck. Yeah, he has. <laughs> so I I don't know, but there were also scenes that I had obviously not seen at all, or at least completely did yeah. not remember. So I don't know if I had ever seen it all the way through, but I knew all the songs, like I could sing along to them. So. Yeah. So, but this was the first time I've like actually taken the movie in. I would say. I watched it. My parents were out of town, so I watched it like in my basement by myself, and I sang out loud to every song. <laughs> Did you need like the sing-along words at the bottom, or were you just? No, I I fucking knew them. <laughs> you best Wait, you believe I that? knew every word, and I was actually like, the you can put on closed captioning. Yeah, that'd be fun if Disney Plus yeah. had like a <laughs> sing-along mode. <laughs> Like it's closed captioning plus. No, I there's a sing along version that was released in 2007. Mm. I my family we had this we had this on VHS and we would watch it all the time. And then when DVD like we bought it on DVD, so I was like I had all versions of this, <laughs> and I would always watch it like with my mom, my aunt, and my nana and Ruthann. Hmm. Shout out Ruthann. I was just convinced it was a Christmas music. Yeah, Ruthann. Oh. I'm considering dyeing my hair purple, and I actually bought the purple dye, but I was like, Ruthann will kill me, so I guess I'll wait till I move. <laughs> Just to avoid a fight had, with my grandma. You've had dyed hair before. Yeah, but not like purple. Not not ever a color not that's anything. not a hair color? Correct. Hmm. Purple is a hair color. If you have purple hair and you're listening, you matter. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's valid. You're valid. I wanted to, I dyed a strand. It's, at some point, I'll I'll pull it out and show it to you. And actually, it's purple. It looks nice. Is it hidden from Nana? From Nana's view? Yeah, it's like underneath. I did it to like test it. And then I was like, oh, it looks really cool. And now I'm like, I want to dye it all purple. And now I'm mad because I feel like I really can't. <laughs> but I'm moving in like two weeks, three weeks. And um, I'm like, I guess we'll just wait till then because she can't, she won't be able to find me as easily. <laughs> She has resources, all right? She will find you. <laughs> she's already said, she's like, I'm actually going to visit this time. Like, <laughs> this time? <laughs> um, so you want to get into some other, some general fun facts? They might not be as fun now. It's like, I must. feel like we we went. Did you put in? Oh, we went so hard at I the beginning. I always forget that our fun facts are just like the release. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. I'm saying. They're... Don't worry. There's still aspect ratio. Heck yeah, dude! The aspect ratio. I we have to don't encourage. We have him. to talk about the aspect ratio on this one because oh my god. Uh, oh good. So released April first, nineteen sixty-five. An April Fool's joke that would resound across America. <laughs> I was gonna say the biggest <laughs> April Fool Fool's joke of all time. <laughs> a budget of eight point two million dollars and a bo- a worldwide box office of. Almost 160 million. Yeah, this is on AFI's top 100 films. It's like number 50, I think. Uh, and I I think so is The Graduate and probably other ones we've done. Heck yeah. to say. <laughs> but this movie, when it was released on, um, like when it came out to purchase at home, mm-hmm. it was um, like one of the top sold movies for 250 weeks. And it's been re-released Several times. 200, so 250 weeks? I think like five yeah. years. That's, yeah, that's four. five years. Uh, <laughs> it's a long time. And it's it was just a huge commercial success. Um, Good Lord. 
And what I was watching, because at Disney Plus, it looked beautiful. And I was like, this must be a remastered version. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember it looking this clear or nice. I think I actually, I think I remember them uh, remastering it in 4K. So if you were watching on okay. like a 4K TV, uh, you might uh, have been watching that edition. And oh my God, <laughs> like <laughs> one of the first things I wrote was, wow, those are some nice drone shots. <laughs> <laughs> They're obviously helicopter shots they didn't have drones back then but yeah well some of them were shot they just took a, a ladder and they climbed into trees jesus to get some of those opening shots the director um yeah and also apparently it was the the um first song the sound of music which is the, like the hills are live mm -hmm. blah 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 um was freezing oh god and julie andrews was like it was like one of the last things they shot and she was freezing running up a mountain <laughs> And they filmed almost all of this in Switzerland. Okay, yeah. Not Austria, which is my favorite fact about this movie is the end when we mm -hmm. see them walking over the hill to get out of Austria and into Switzerland because it's neutral. <laughs> they're actually walking, the way they're walking, they're walking from Switzerland into Austria. Nice. So they're walking back into Nazi territory. <laughs> so That's very funny. Yeah. And well, well, I guess, yeah, that's, they're, they're getting, they're going to Switzerland in the movie the little gretel says uh at the end she's like we're going to switzerland right or whatever she says yes and this is actually based off of a true story i might have known that <laughs> a yeah, time ago it's based off of so the von traps were a real family that um yeah it sounds familiar. were singers <laughs> and they and um the musical which came out in 1959 the rogers and hammerstein like broadway show was based off of um Maria Von Trapp's memoir. Oh. Called like the Family Von Trapp or something or the Von Trapp Family Singers. And it's about like this this whole story and her um they eventually ended up in Vermont. Huh. Um they moved to yeah, they moved to the US eventually and opened up like an inn in Vermont, which I think my parents went to. Or like cause now it's like a some sort of like site <laughs> yeah. or something. We have family in Vermont. Gotta commercialize it. Okay. Exactly. But what's funny, if you read, like, a lot of the trivia facts are just, like, complaints the real Maria Von Trapp had yep. about the movie. And <laughs> one of them was, like, um, it was, like, they made Captain Von Trapp so mean. He wasn't really that mean. <laughs> like, he wasn't that strict, I guess. They did that for, like, dramatic effect. Yeah. And then also, apparently, it wasn't love at first sight or even love at all. She married him because she wanted to stay with the children. <laughs> she loved and the then children. And grew to love him. <laughs> she just loved the children. I was like, okay. Also, I think, like, some of the kids or something even came out and said that, like, Maria is made out to be a lot nicer than she was in real life, even. Oh, that makes sense. She's a fairy tale. <laughs> Manic yeah, pixie they, dream girl. Like somebody of the I wouldn't go that of far. the of the thirties. <laughs> of the forties. The last golden days of the thirties, as the place card tells us. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's nineteen thirty eight when um Germany annexed Austria. Ooh. Are we a history podcast? Oh. <laughs> well, I just think it's important to know. Murders? We're true crime <laughs> then, podcast. Then what was depending on true crime? Then um, depending on your opinion of this movie, I might kill you, and then Luke will have to solve. Dude, when the, the if you both murder, go missing and I have to take this over, we're gonna have <laughs> words if and when you're found. 
If if I would just be like, I never asked <laughs> you to take it over. You could just let it stop. This is the why serial killer me doesn't in. kill you. I might have to. <laughs> the the runtime, as we've mentioned, two hours and fifty two minutes. I think the fifty five includes yeah the credits and everything. Um, I think it. In- I actually, I think it includes the intermission and entree. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, which I hella skipped. I didn't oh, know I, I had to pee. <laughs> then why'd you have to pee so bad after the I podcast? drink a lot of water. I Jesus. told you he was hydrating to sing the song. Give me a break. <sighs> yeah. Pee clear, sing clear. <laughs> it's rated G. It is rated G, which is like, there's there's so much, uh, there's so many Nazis for this to be rated G, don't you think? <sighs> well, and just um, horny teenagers, horny adults. Okay, but like <laughs> in like an explicit way, they're just like I, I love you. Yeah. Close sometimes. And then, and yeah, then, that da- that dance between Liesel and uh, the Nazi. Kid. Oh, I wasn't gonna say between I, Rolf. No, I was gonna say the dance between um, Maria and, and Gregor. The Georg was hot. Georg, yeah, that's it. It's spelled like George without an e at the end. Correct. By the way, yeah. Um, the captain. Cap. I was I, in the in the in the, in my nuts. I was calling him Cap. He's Cap to me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He. Yeah. Um. That dance was sexy. The dance between Ralph and Liesel, where he's just like, "You're a little girl who can make decisions." Yeah, that for was yourself. weird, dude. I didn't find attractive. The dance was cute, but older than her. But I think that's. I think the point of the song is to be kind of tongue in cheek of like, "I'm a year older. I'll take care of yeah. you." It's like, oh, these kids don't know what they're talking <laughs> right. about. But the whole, which like I can respect, but that <laughs> that whole song is just like so stupid. Well, yeah, I'm and then you said the first. the reprisal with uh, Maria, where she <laughs> when she says, "You, you belong, belong to him. him. <laughs> I wrote that down and said, "Ew." <laughs> but I did. I mean, up until then, I liked her advice. Yeah. Right in that moment, for sure. Yeah, um, I also thought the the like way it was sh- like the the way it was shot. The scene in the gazebo is beautiful. Yes, um, like that's so like that holds up and is like a timeless scene. And the dancing's really cool. yeah, <laughs> like that whole when she's dancing and her dress and it's just ugh, it's just beautiful to look at. Yeah, and when she's running around the benches, like the circular benches around the gazebo. And mm-hmm. the first time she takes his knee, she's like, hey, put your knee there so I can step over. But then she starts hauling ass. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, like jumping. jumping. I was like, oh, chill, Liesl. You're going to break a break an ankle. <laughs> she did hurt herself at some point. And they had to oh, like, yeah, make up over her bandages herself. on her leg while they did that scene. She <laughs> she fell and went through the glass. Yes. Jesus and yeah, and cut herself, but wasn't like seriously injured. Sure, um, she was method. Did we go through? She was method. Did we go through all the fun facts aspect ratio that you wanted to talk about? Okay, that? but this this can get us into the the beginning of the movie because immediately the fucking aspect ratio and the cinematography and the directing was blowing my mind, dude. Right, it's, beautiful. it's so good from the beginning. It's beautiful. You just get these. It's it so it's it's two point uh, two point three nine to one, which means you have like pretty thick black bars um, on the top and bottom, but it's not like hella widescreen. Like it's not like this thin frame. It's a pretty meaty frame, so you get this big, <laughs> big portrait of these sweeping landscapes in the from these helicopter and apparently tree top shots. <laughs> 
and they're gorgeous. And then it's beautiful. They, they come in and Julie, Julie Andrews just comes out of nowhere and starts singing. You're like, whoa, this is crazy. And that shot is so iconic where she has her arms out and she's like spinning in that black dress with like an apron on for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that shot is beautiful. That's like it's it's like in um in uh it's, now stay with me here. In in Black Panther when he like jumps out of the thing and he like he like dives and it looks like he's coming towards you and you're just like, Oh shit, here we go. That's the same feeling I had watching. Wait, at the very Mario. beginning of Black Panther where he like yeah. does the thing and he like thump yes. through the floor of the yes. ship. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like the camera moves and like whatever. Yeah. That's the same feeling I had with this. I was like, Hell yeah, here we go, Marie Von Trapp's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I kinda of feel that way too, now that now that, now that we're yeah, talking about I it. felt so Dude, I felt so jacked. It was hype. It was hype as fuck. <laughs> it was so hype. <laughs> but I, I did say, okay, is this movie just gonna be three hours of drone shots? Because <laughs> the drone shots did go on for like minutes before Julie Andrews showed up. They did, and I, and I was like, why aren't they doing the opening credits Thank you. here? <laughs> Over these drone shots, and I, I, I do, yeah. It, it was legitimate minutes of drone, of these helicopter shots before. But also, beautiful. but also, I don't, yeah, I don't care. Like that was awesome. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Also, the, the like the the orchestra like tuning sounds like <laughs> yeah. I was like, we know it. <laughs> we get it. Trying to we know us. they've tuned elsewhere. Um, but then like the what else? The other st- part of the direction that I loved that started from the beginning was that they kept these. The, they used the frame, like the they used the whole shot to show you like these really big pieces of architecture and how small especially maria it's i mean it's usually maria who's the subject like Mm -hmm. they really like she looks like an ant compared to like these mountains but then also these buildings these like uh like the city of uh what is it salzburg salzburg like her with the city in the background or like that remember that fountain of that horse oh yeah at one point yeah, and she's so yeah, yeah. small compared to it, and it's like they they really used um, the whole frame to show you like how beautiful this place is. Yeah, and I also I also think like it makes sense for her as a character. Like she doesn't know what's going on. She's like a like she's lost she in like it. a kid in a way. Yeah, she's lost in in the world, and she has to like find her place. Um, also, just like Chicago musicals are the best example of mise en scène. Um, and this is no exception. Oh my god! They, they nail it. So good. Yeah. And the choreography for um, the dance was with the kids. So fun. Yeah, so fun. I I think the best choreography is the um sixteen going on seventeen. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. probably the biggest dance number they have. Yeah. Well, the group, the biggest the group number like is more. like Do Re Mi. Oh yeah, that one. Where they're going through this, like jumping on the yeah. Steps. That that at the very mm-hmm. end was great. Especially, dude, the ending oh. where Julia Andrews. So they're they're all like jumping around, uh, around her, but she's walking up the steps one by one, and her line is literally "Do re mi fa so la ti do." Like those are her notes as she's stepping yeah. up, and like she slays that major scale. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's great. It was so cool. Soul fetch. Yeah. I fucking oh, hate God. soul fetch. by the way. Fucking flashbacks. I yeah, I think everyone does. Um. Well, use numbers. If, if you went to BW, you used numbers. 
we had to in it was less in high fun, school though. we'd have like know the hand oh, oh yeah. god yeah we had to do that but yeah it man i'm you know the, for seeing it for the first or maybe hundredth time it's pretty good pretty pretty good it's blown away it's still so enjoyable um directed by robert wise who also directed west side story and a plethora of other things that aren't as popular sure. or well known i guess i don't think i've not seen west side story either oh i'm sure we'll it's watch it on here heck yeah you know they're doing another one with ansel Egort. i do know that How, what's that where, where are we where are we where are we on that one i'm not a spielberg fan. <laughs> okay <laughs> A lot of hot takes on this podcast, Courtney. Yeah, I am very... <laughs> like, once we I do start no... getting listeners, you're going to be getting <laughs> tweets, dude. You're going to be getting tweets after every episode. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sh- I know that I'm... Uh, maybe I'm probably wrong, but... Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'll never get the two hours that I watched Lincoln back. And for that, I'll be mad forever. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lincoln was a bad movie. Um, anyway, uh, Spielberg just makes Oscar bait, and yeah, Ready one, so Oscar bait. <sighs> the shot of her on the bus going to the Von Trapps for the first time, just you, you'll love that. You love that symmetrical framing. It was great. That's wonderful. Yeah, the directing of this movie is is really excellent. The um. The shot of um, the how do you solve a problem like Maria, there's this really pretty shot that's like low angle um, where you see the nuns and they look really big and then you see all the like win- the windows in the background and they're like this like orange. It just looks gorgeous. I'm glad you brought um, that up because I was thinking about that too. Yeah, that shot is beautiful and I think it's right before Julian just runs in. Um, or maybe right after. Maybe she's in the frame and she sees them there. But... Um, I was and Luke and I were talking a little bit before Tyler joined that like I was saying that like um that's the most confusing song in the entire musical. Yeah. Because it's the only song that they are the those characters are not aware that they're singing. Like they're not singing in real life. Every other song they're they're singing in real life. Like they know like they're singing. Like it's diegetic. Um, Every other one, yeah. Maybe not in somewhere in my youth. Is that diegetic? Oh, I guess not. I don't think. And like Maria's that. solos are more like soliloquy esque. Yeah, I, but that's an yeah, interesting that thing about how a lot of them. It feels more like a musical. <clears throat> yeah, but that's funny. I didn't even think about how some of them are diegetic, like diegetic. Diegetic yeah, here so, meaning yeah. the audience and the characters are both aware. The characters are aware that that music is that the music is, is happening. The music, yeah, the characters can hear it. In a musical, yeah. usually um, it's non-diegetic where the characters are right because they're like singing their feelings. They don't know they're singing. Yeah, it's not like but like in this, it's a lot of performing. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but that one always stands out to me because I'm just like that's so weird, and I think it's really funny that like. The nuns are really mad about her singing and to vent about it, they sing. It makes <laughs> yeah. sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> a flippity-jit. A clown. Okay. If I was cast in this, I would get cast as that nun that goes, a clown. <laughs> the, um, at the end with the wedding, spoilers, 
um, they, uh, <laughs> they, they sing that song again, the nuns, as she's walking down the aisle. They sing every and, song yeah. at some point. Which well, I'm yeah. fine with. That's what most musicals do. But You're they, so mad that they sing all the songs again. It's a product of the time. But that's what almost... That's what most musicals do. And again, you like South Pacific. South Pacific sings the same song 50 times, and it's a bad it's a song. Great song. Also, oh, how written dare by you. the same dudes. So it's almost I like know. they had a formula. I, here's the other thing. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Cold Porter, though. Or formula. You know how I feel about Cold Porter. Cold Porter sings the same song five times. <laughs> They're like, you're not sick of it yet? You will be. Um... That's cool, Porter's method. But you're talking about Andrew Whiteweber, but okay. <laughs> okay, Cole Porter. <laughs> Literally, Cole Porter sings the same. We'll have one song that's ten minutes long, and they'll be like, "We're done." <laughs> Just kidding, and they come back and do another refrain of it, and they're like, "We're done for real this time." And then they leave the stage, and they come back, and they'll be like, "Just kidding, we got you again." <laughs> and they keep doing that, and it's insufferable. it's delightful. <laughs> no. <laughs> But as but as this woman is walking down the aisle to to greet her new husband in the eyes of her family and God, <laughs> but they're not really singing. They but they they call her a clown. A clown. As she's walking down face. the aisle, it's like the note I took on that was: imagine you're walking down the aisle while a bunch of nuns sing about how you're a shithead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How they don't like you very much. Um, a fun fact about the song "I Have Confidence," which is one of my it's favorite songs. Um, yeah. Uh, the beginning is what is the inspiration for "I Believe" in Book of Mormon? Like directly, like they use the whole. She says, "Like um." Oh jeez. Uh, yeah, listen to both of them because the, the beginning where she's like um. Seven children, what's so scary about that? In Book of Mormon, he was a warlord who shoots people in the face. What's so scary about that? Um, That's incredible. But like it's, like it's directly like lines up, which every song in Book of Mormon is related to um, a musical. Some other musical song. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, um, that's perfect. But this isn't a Book of Mormon podcast. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. We'll get there. Um, but also when she is running into the house and she trips... Uh, Julie Andrews really just tripped, and yeah. the director kept it in because he thought it was funny. Yeah, and it looked which is fair. real. Like, she could have yeah. ate shit. <laughs> yeah. Wait, should we go over the cast? Sure. Christopher Plummer, already, like, <laughs> we're, re we're already... We're recording this so late. <laughs> it's late in the day. At night. At night. At night. Film schooled after dark. <laughs> what kind of movies are you going to discuss on there? Oh, God. Boogie Nights. That was an opening for one of you to say porn. <laughs> I did a wink. I did a subtle wink. Uh, Courtney, remember so, when we uh, we said we were going to be porn directors <laughs> in college? Yes. Because we knew we weren't going to be able to find <laughs> other jobs in film. Yeah. Honestly, weren't for this COVID thing. Yeah. I'd be lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it'd be such a terrible. <laughs> like, um, excuse me. Um, can I redact my friend's statement? Hi. Um. Yeah. Hi. No. Hi, guys. Can you? Okay. Stop for a second, <laughs> guys. 
Um, um are are you comfortable? I'm not comfortable. <laughs> anyway, um uh, uh cut. Okay, or not. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All but right, people, we got to get this done before uh, golden hour's over. Any set. <laughs> we're, we're, we're burning daylight. <laughs> oh, it's burnt here. So Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Queen. She plays Maria. Christopher Plummer. Couch of Von Trapp. Eleanor Parker. The Baroness. Yeah. Is she famous? I did not recognize her. Mm -hmm. But I didn't recognize Christopher goddamn Plummer either, so we can't trust Maya. Yeah, because she's like the and Eleanor Parker as the Baroness. And I was like, am I supposed to know Yeah, her? which which means, no, all that means is that she got probably a bigger okay. trailer. Yep. That's just a contract thing. When you see that on movies and TV and it says like starring or like and or with or special appearance by, mm -hmm. that just means that they have a weird con something in their contract. A writer. Um, Yeah. Not even a writer, just like a clause in their contract yeah. uh, that says like there'll be and... Or special appearance, but they're getting paid this much extra per episode, um, or they get a bigger trailer. I see, I see. Yeah. Um, Richard Hayden as Max, um, which I texted Luke while watching this, that I think if we were to be cast in this musical, uh, <laughs> he and I would be the Baroness and Max because we, we would just be snarky in the corner <laughs> laughing at our own jokes. <laughs> Although Max is insufferable, I accept. They're they're both kind of insufferable. Yeah. She's like, why didn't you tell me to bring a harmonica? And then they like drink their cocktails and like. <laughs> yeah, they're the worst. I was like, oh, it's me and Luke. <laughs> um, in the, so the the Baroness is like, who Christopher, the captain, is um like his girlfriend essentially, mm -hmm. which never made a lot of sense to me because they like he's like this miserable guy. Yeah, we don't really get context as to like how they met or how they got together, anything like that. So I was, yeah, that was just kind of out of the blue. I still Especially like seeing so them together though. Recently, their scenes yeah, together are I... like nice. You kind of see like when they are together, <laughs> maybe why they stay yeah. together. But we're like, how did you? Yeah. How did this start? It seems to be just for money purposes. They both have a lot of money. Yeah, but that one scene in the courtyard is really sweet between the two of them. When he first gets back and they're talking about... She's there for the first time and she's like looking at the mountains and she's like, wow, it's so beautiful here. I can't believe you live here. It's like, you don't see me. Like, I don't fit in here. That whole thing. That was really sweet between the two of yeah, them. Yeah, where she's like, you see more natural here. Oh, well, and, um, and then she... Fucks over Maria to get her to leave. Yeah. Um, and in the musical, she um, the reason their relationship ends in the musical is because she refuses to denounce the Nazis. Mm, right. And so then, uh, Captain breaks up with her. Interesting. Yeah. Why do you think they changed it? I wonder if they didn't want to show her being sympathetic to the Nazis, and and I'm like. Maybe that's even was <laughs> in her contract. Mm. Yeah, because like everyone, no one on our side except for Max, but Max was just no no one on our side of the team, like no one on our team was sympathetic except for Max, sort of, who even he wasn't sympathetic. He was just like. He was more just like, I guess, <laughs> like he's more ambivalent about it. Yeah. I think like. The thing about this movie that's very um, 
smart and interesting is that it seems like this very campy, fun musical for the majority of it. And then there's these really subtle, not I guess not really subtle, but there's subtle um, sort of hints of like, this thing is happening with Germany. They mention that they think Germany is going to take over Austria. Mm-hmm. Like they mention the Nazis and and that. And it just sort of builds and builds until it becomes more and more apparent. And then by the end, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I always like that progression. Yeah. It is kind of a flip though, because it's wedding scene. And then right yeah. after the wedding scene, it's like Nazis. They're here. I was wondering what our thoughts were on that because I had not sorted out like how I felt about it. It's almost like a fake out ending the wedding yeah yeah i i said oh uh yeah i wrote in my notes i was like uh where is it where is it where is it um ah i wrote a lot of notes actually i did too yeah ralph you baby back bitch (laughs) (laughs) no Um, context needed oh first so first i wrote uh isn't there a whole nazi segment we still haven't gotten to (laughs) And then, and then right after that, I said, yo, that could have definitely been happily ever after, damn. <laughs> and then it wasn't. Yeah. But I think, like, there's a moment at, um, I don't know, I like that it's just thrown in there. It feels very natural that it's, they just, like, or, like they'll just mention. Well, at the party, it's like most Max, apparent where the that yeah, sympathizer guy right. is, like, yelling at him. Right, about and the then flag. he's, he, yeah, and he says to him, like, um. Uh, you you flatter me too much, and he's like, "Oh, my bad, I didn't mean." What to. a great! I wrote that line down, and I was like, "What a fucking G, dude! What a yeah." Caps got oh, burned. How clumsy of me! I meant how clumsy of me! I meant to accuse yeah. you. Yeah, what he says. Holy! But I yes, I do. I do like how the political stuff is is pretty subtle. Like you hear them, like the Baroness and them talk about it. Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, Ralph mentions it. Like Ralph, whenever he delivers something, says how Hitler. Um and it, it's subtle, and then all of a sudden it bubbles up, and it's just like, and it's there. You can't get a, you can't get away from it, and that's what this is actually about. And I'm sure that's how um, it kind of was for Austria, like one because once I mean there were there were whispers of it, and then one day they invaded. Like it was kind of like a wasn't too right, much of a progression like for the, in real life either. Right, and and what they talk about though, like when you hear when you overhear like conversations about it, is people being like. Things won't be that different. Yeah, it's not going to ruin everything. If Germany invades, it's going to be fine. We'll still be Austria. Like, what's the what's the difference between being Austria and being Germany? Yeah. Um, and it is like and the captain is like, "Fuck that." No, and the captain who is like a military yeah. <laughs> captain is like, "You guys are insane. Like this <laughs> is ter- like this is really this bad. is uh, what they call tyranny." <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, that's what makes. Even in the subtlety, that's what kind of makes it so powerful sometimes. Uh, yeah. No, that's what I mean is I really love it. Yeah. Like, I think it's really smart. Yeah. When he when he rips that flag in half, I wrote, boy, he's real strong to be able to just rip <laughs> a flag in half with his bare hands. You almost well, like see him looking for the seam. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's my, yeah, that was my name. Because the <laughs> seam is right in the middle of the yeah, swastika. Yeah. So it's like, yes, there is definitely like a, a pull cord. <laughs> yeah, there's a point where where I think because Ralph in the beginning. So can we just talk about oh, Ralph? Yes, that absolutely. Bitch for a sec, that baby so he's back, the... bitch. <laughs> so he's the messenger. He brings telegrams. Him and Liesel are having a, a little thing. Fling. They got a thing going on. Like we don't want to put labels on yeah. it, but they're like cute. 
Um, he's 17, going on 18, I guess. <laughs> um, he, so when he first comes, he's like, he's like kind of cute and you kind of like him. I texted Tyler and says he really fills out those messenger pants. <laughs> um, and then like there's a point where things like the tone starts to shift and he shows up and he does the like Hal Hitler mm. and it hits like it hits so hard. It's like a ton of bricks. It's like, whoa. It like really takes you <laughs> Easy back. There, like, okay. Killer. Calm down. And like he has such an interesting like arc. Like he's such a weird side character that has such a full <laughs> arc. Yeah. Like, not a good one either. Like not a good one. But um because then he stops coming around and then like we see him, he like ignores Liesel and he's the one who gives her the message to give to the captain that says, like, we're, you are going to be a general in like Hitler's army yeah. and you need to report tomorrow. And if you don't, then we're going to kill you. And then at the end, he he sells them out. And it's such a like that end scene is such a heartbreak with him. Yeah. Because it seems like because. Yeah, you think he's a, it's um, Luke, it's. Well, no, Courtney, you've seen these Star Wars movies. It's when it's when Kylo kills Han. Oh God! You think it you is. think you think you, it's it's actually it's the exact same scene. Honestly, <laughs> it's the exact same scene uh, because <laughs> he takes the weapon from him. He's like, "It's gonna be okay," and then the younger the 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 youngin the youth he he turns again on him in a He's twist. A yeah, just like Kylo was. <laughs> but the um the captain says to to ralph he says you're only a boy you don't really belong to them yeah and he says like come with us like you can escape with us yeah yeah i like how he's trying to like he's trying to help ralph he's not trying to like yeah yeah um but i also said is there sexual tension between ralph and (laughs) captain von tram because part of me was like i hope it is right now No, I wouldn't have complained. Seventeen, first of all, I would have been into it. Absolutely not. The actor isn't okay, but the character is. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, that's you're gonna be getting <laughs> tweets. It's legal in some places. Jesus Christ! It's the sixties. Oh my God! It was the sixties. What is happening right now? Also, we don't. Also, also, he sings seventeen going on eighteen in the beginning of the film. This is the end of the film. I think we can presume it's been a year. You want to know why that's not true? Because they sing sixteen going on seventeen at the end of the film, and Liesel is still sixteen going on seventeen. It's a long year for her. I'm sorry, Tyler. I think it's not been Tyler, a full I think we year. Can presume. I think we can presume that Liesel and Rolf have different birthdays. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Before. <laughs> Tyler Before we actually do get tweets, just remember that. Yeah, you thought <laughs> you thought I was the the problem here. Jesus Christ! You think you're the only one that can have a hot sexual take? <laughs> oh my! I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure I'm saying two unrelated people who are oh unrelated <laughs> people in, in most places could kiss. Tyler thinks that siblings can have sex with each other, so there is a difference. I think that unrelated people of, you know, of age, of 18 years and up, can make decisions for themselves. Anyway. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my. I'm saying I think Rolf is 18. So, anyway, during during the 16 going on 17, I was like, 
is Rolf trying to rob this cradle? How old is he? Uh, and then I said, is Lisa trying to fuck this little Hitler youth? <laughs> they tell you, they tell you in the song. They Tyler, they tell you exactly how old he One is. One of my song. many complaints of I don't get 17 years old. Underage. Anyway, what, Luke? One of <laughs> yeah, then why are you asking if she's robbing the cradle? It's a year. Yeah, but it doesn't happen for a while. One of my many complaints about the lighting in this movie, depending on how the light hits him in that 16 going on 17 scene, he looks 16 going on 36. Mm. Well, they're all way older. He is, yeah. That actor is actually younger than the Liesl actor. Well, Liesl's in her 20s. And she looks it. Oh, yeah. Th those cheekbones. <laughs> those no moves. 16 year old has those cheekbones. <laughs> I always the my the my least favorite part of this movie is when she goes wee at the end of sixteen. Minutes. <laughs> oh, I kind of thought that was cute. I'm, I always am like, Ugh. okay, yeah. Who's your favorite kid out of the seven? Tyler can go first. Uh, I think it's Brigitte. The dark hair. Yes, the older dark hair girl. She was comes in reading a book. She was fucking adorable every time. She, yeah. <laughs> She's cute. Yeah. Mine's definitely Gretel, the youngest. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm I team Kurt all the way. Why am I always last? Okay. <laughs> the one who... When he sings that high note. The one who kisses the Baroness for way too long. <laughs> no, I thought he was whispering in her so ear. So did I, but then he was like, then the captain was like, ah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but he might have just been like, stop bothering her with your thoughts. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think he was also that scene where they all kiss her on the cheek. That's the same one. Um, yeah, no, I know. In in um, COVID times, that's a horror. Oh movie. yeah. Even yeah, without like that. that was that was some crazy stuff. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. No matter what. <laughs> this yeah, that's right after um, he's like, we're get we're engaged. Me and the Baroness mm -hmm. are engaged, and all the kids are like, oh cool. Oh no, they're all devastated, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're like marching. <laughs> I don't even know. It was the one thing I read that I wanted to to mention is that the scene where the the Baroness and Captain Von Trapp come back from Vienna and they're in the all the kids are in the boat and the boat tips. Mm -hmm. Um, the actress who plays Gretel, who is five, couldn't swim, and so when the boat would tip every take, um, Julia Andrews would catch her and like pick yeah. her up. But on the take they used, she fell the uh, they fell in opposite directions. And wow. the actress started to like freak out, and the the one who plays the thirteen year old, I think Louisa, the blonde sister, the blonde, yeah, the middle that sister, picked right. her, like saved her. Oh my! Like picked her up, and Julia Andrews has said in interviews that she felt terrible about it for years. <laughs> like it was unintentional; <laughs> she just fell in the wrong direction. Yeah, but she's like brought it up and just been like, I have, I felt terrible. Like this poor little girl, like traumatized. <laughs> the person who's supposed to catch her because five is so little yeah and she's so this little girl's so little she's so cute yeah well so was she she was five though right like she was actually yeah. five yeah you could tell there I too so. like you could tell lisa was she's little older and you could definitely tell uh gretel was like on on the spot like she's definitely a five-year-old like genuinely a toddler i also have written um I like the way they set this up. It's like Maria's doing a temp job. Um, <laughs> and as someone who temped for a while, I relate. Yeah. 
just like um you're gonna go to this location you don't know anyone they don't know you or your qualifications um which are none by the way which are none uh (laughs) you're gonna go mess everything up for a while (laughs) and then leave forever yeah Yeah. absolutely uh (laughs) i still don't understand why the nuns picked maria for this gig because they just wanted her to because fuck they out. didn't think she they didn't think she wanted to be a nun they didn't think she was right for the um the convent the nunnery so they were like we're gonna <laughs> no it's not true <laughs> it's incorrect so the convent so they were like we're gonna um send you out into the world to see if you fit better out there to give you time to really think about if this is what you want yeah because Maria's not a real nun yet. But they also, like, know that, that she look, has have you seen no... You can tell by story. her habit. They know that she has no, like, discipline or ability to follow a schedule. <laughs> they sing a whole song yeah. about I it. I think they're just, like... I think. <laughs> not that they know they're singing. A, flibbi- <laughs> a flibbity-jit? Um, no, I think it's that they're like, you're a woman, you must be good with kids. Mm. That's fair. Sure. I think I'm going to put a little ding after every time you say flibbity jit. A cloud. Ding. Um, <laughs> uh, I wrote down multiple times throughout the beginning of this film, probably throughout act one, uh, where I made note that I think, or I thought, the kids were definitely going to kill Maria. Because... <laughs> well, because in the beginning, they don't like... They always play pranks on their yeah, nanny, but... on their on their governess. They put a frog in her pocket and a pine cone at her seat when she sits down for dinner. Right. Um, but when... The scene where they all stopped crying, I was like, fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. Like, they were crying because they were sorry or embarrassed. I I think yeah. they were... So- yeah, I think they felt yeah. bad. Because she was saying... She was going on about, like, how scared I was and you just had to, like... Yeah, making them... I mean, that was a great way to make them feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I ugh. but uh I yeah there her. were multiple times multiple times where uh like the frog um and the pine cone at the beginning before they started crying and then during the picnic on the mountain when with the the first time they're wearing the uh they're all friends by then but that would have been but the even time then, to do it they had they had a they had a moment where they were like during it was like their it was their dance number like that's what they were doing in the dance but they were all like jumping towards her a little bit like and they were all kind of like crowding around her and it, it freaked me out I, I was like they're gonna they're gonna murder this woman at, at some point um i have written the hat that Mar- that maria wears when she leaves the abbey i said she looks like she works at a starbucks reserve accurate i don't get that joke but okay there you go people who work at starbucks have to wear hats and she was wearing a hipster hat they have to wear a hat yes they're required yes oh of their own choosing? I mean the <laughs> Yeah, I think I think there's really guidelines for the hat if that's what you're asking. Wow. They're like Huh. Well I'm I'm <laughs> Let me get the handbook out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is true because I interviewed for Starbucks and they How said, many hats do you have? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I didn't have enough hats, so it was a no for me. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't a good fit. No, I got it. I got interrogated by the <laughs> manager. I feel like I heard this story. This sounds familiar. She saw she saw that I did comedy and asked me what 
<laughs> what three um, things from pop culture in the last 20 years or what three um, comedies from last 20 years have had the greatest impact on culture in my Starbucks interview. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, she asked me what my comedic tone was. Do you think she was like then, a DePaul dropout or something? No, I think she was trying to make herself seem more important. Mm. Because I was like in grad school. That's like the vibe I got because she kept like being like, let me tell you about me and my career. Um, And went on that. And then she made me do a taste test. And she said, um, there are no wrong answers. Um, And there were definitely wrong answers. She would, would, well, she'd be like, I taste caramel. What do you taste? And I would be like, I don't know. um, Vanilla. And she'd be like, there's no vanilla. (laughs) And it was a lot of that. After she had said there's no wrong answers. And then, um, and then Caitlyn Jenner walked in. Plot twist. The actual Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah. Into your, into your Starbucks everyone, interview. Yeah. And I was like, this might as well happen. You didn't tell this story on the first episode? You're holding out on stories like this? <laughs> you need to keep people <laughs> These listening. are the tangents we're looking for. I... <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner walked in. The interview was already going terrible. Everyone, I didn't notice. Everyone just flocked to the front of the store where she was ordering, or I think waiting for her coffee. And then the manager who I was interviewing with was like, um, I'll be right back. And she went up and I saw like Caitlyn Jenner was there and like people were crowding her. And I just was like, well, this might as well happen. And then I just sat and stared at my hands for like 10 minutes. Oh my then- God. <laughs> And Caitlyn Jenner left, and the manager came back up and was like, "You can leave." You know, we have a lot of celebrities come in, and um, that's another thing you have to deal with here because we have to make sure they feel comfortable and blah blah. And I was just like, "This is a nightmare." And then she told me that she didn't think I could handle it. She said that out loud to you. Yes. Interesting. She said, "I don't think you can handle working here," and I was like, "Okay, thank you for for speaking with me." And then. Um, I left and <laughs> I was wow. walking down Michigan Avenue laughing. Like I seemed like an insane person, but I was just like, that was the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. I <laughs> and I called imagine. my sister at work. I knew my sister was at work and I was like, you need to talk to me right now. <laughs> Please go to the bathroom. And I was like, Caitlyn Jenner got out of an Escalade, came and <laughs> fucked up my interview and left. <laughs> got back into the Escalade. Oh my. Yeah. So anyway, I don't work at Starbucks. I know they need hats. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. The hat thing and the Caitlyn Jenner thing. It was like two or three weeks into me living in Chicago. Yeah. Well, there's a that Starbucks right by your your old apartment. It wasn't that one. Oh, it was a different one? downtown with the baseball doors. Oh lord. Oh, that one closed. That one closed like really quickly into me living there, and that one was the best. So that's really yeah. Sad. That was the one I went to. That one ruled. Um, no, they closed that one. It used to be an old sports bar, on the bar and then they made it a um, Starbucks. But no, I, I was interviewing at one by DePaul downtown on okay. Michigan Avenue. Okay. And I couldn't handle it, I guess. I Apparently. What do you think Caitlyn Jenner thinks of The Sound of Music? I feel like she's not a fan. I feel like she'd like it. I know so I feel like just little age-wise about Caitlyn Jenner. I feel like just like age-wise, like in the That's right, true. she's the demographic. She's in the bracket, in right time frame. But she's also yeah rich. They live different lives <laughs> than we do. When this came out, 
She wasn't rich, I don't think. No. But also, I think rich people watch movies. Fairly certain. Probably. Who's to say we're not rich? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, can we talk about when the uh when the captain called no. Maria Captain? Yeah. What the fuck was that? I think it was an accident. I think Christopher Plummer did it and then they Correct. just used that That's tape. What I read. Really? Yeah. Cause he's like all flustered. Yeah. And um, as we know, drunk. Right. But I was thinking about that scene for like ten minutes. Like I missed probably part of the movie because I was thinking about like what does that mean? Why'd he call is it a is it a kink thing? Is it a is it a No, I think it, did he she used was to call, calling him captain and she, and he called her and she captain. kept being like no, I think it was just like, you know, when you're flustered and you just say the wrong thing, like she just kept being like, well, and captain and captain. And he was like, captain, like he was just hearing that word over and over again. I also think because because it, it's right when she's yelling at him, you know? Yeah. Sure. So I would also. Okay. Um, but boy, was I just I was just waiting for some sort of explanation as to like. Was his no, wife I, also I a captain? Because, <laughs> no. Jesus. It's the 30s. I think it's also because <laughs> she's she's yelling at him. And, like, I, I guess if you don't take it yeah, as it was just a mistake just like, and he just, like, said it. The only, well, and the only time, like, he probably gets yelled at or talked to at all in that manner mm. is with other people in the military. Right. Sure. Yeah. So I think you can take it that way, too, if he was, like, Captain. I wrote, yeah. um, so when weird. she says... Because she yells at him and she's like, she explains all these things about his kids of like, they just want your affection. Like, yeah, that's later. Liesel's almost a woman and you don't. That's later? Yeah, these are two what different things. I thought that was the same scene. He calls. I thought that was the same scene too. Because really? it's when they're screaming at each other. Uh, oh. Maybe maybe you're right. I thought I thought he called her captain towards the beginning. No, you guys are right because it's later on in my notes. But it's when. So, she, so she's explaining like. um Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's like naming each kid and is like. What um, they need from him <laughs> that he's not yeah, getting. Yeah, I mean like this, like this one just wants approval and this one just wants you to love, like they all just want you to love them and they're not getting anything from right. you. And he's like, I don't, he says, I don't like need this. He's like, you can't, don't talk to me about my son. And she goes, well, someone's got mm -hmm. to. And I wrote, I wrote, drag him. <laughs> yeah, he needed it. He and that's did, why they're so right. good together. And then she, um, he fires her. Yeah. And then he hears singing in the house because we hear from like the like housekeeper earlier that like after his wife died, because he's a widower, he just became, he just like didn't want to deal with the kids. So he started treating them more as like. Um, soldiers. Soldiers. Yeah. And, and there's no music in the house and whatever, because um, he just didn't want anything that reminded him of his um, wife. Mm -hmm. And so. He hears them singing, and he really like softens, and then he sings with them, and it's really that sad. scene is beautiful. Yeah, when they the, the way he acts that is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, when he yeah the way he stumbles into the scene and they because <laughs> he's drunk. Uh, when the kids stop singing because they're so in awe, they're like, "What the fuck, Dad is singing? What is happening right now?" It, it that was really good. <laughs> 
I also wrote, how does he know um, the Thank song you. The Sound of Music? Because that's My what note was, does saying. everybody know this song? But I mean, I was like, because they say Edelweiss, they're like, he says it's like, um, they make it out to be like an Austrian like national song yeah. that everyone knows. So then like, even though that's not true, because it is written by Roger <laughs> Paperstein. Yeah. But I think that song's beautiful. Um, and at the when he sings it at the end, and he's getting choked up and he can't finish it, and he asks all the Austrians to like sing along with him. Yeah, that's it's like heartbreaking. Yeah, I that scene is so good. And then when Julie Andrews like joins him yeah. because he can't make it through. <sighs> this movie's. <laughs> I think I'm liking it more as we discuss it. <laughs> I'm I did very not dislike it at any point, but I like feel my liking increasing. Yeah, I did write. Wouldn't it be great if at the end, because they don't? So at the end, they have like a plan. Like they do the so long farewell, if he doesn't goodbye, mm-hmm. and all of the kids like leave one by one, and then they all escape that way. Mm-hmm. But they don't explain that. We just like figure that out after the fact. Yeah. So they're, they're gone. just like doing the concert after. Well, they're just doing. The, they're gone. Yeah. They won first place. <laughs> um. But they're just, they were trying to escape. They get caught by the Nazis, are driven to the concert, and we don't think they're going to be able to escape. And I wrote, wouldn't it be super funny if, that, if it just ended after the concert? <laughs> if it was just like, it's like they won first place and Captain Von Trapp joined the Nazis. End of movie. Because that's probably what happened to a lot of people. That would have been more realistic had this not been a true story. Yeah. <laughs> except this is a right. true story yeah. <laughs> but he also um captain von Trapp says when they're like uh when he's talking with maria and they just get the note that says he has to join the army she's like well what are you gonna do he he says like i can't refuse it because that'll be a death sentence to you and the kids and joining it would be unbearable and it's like that's really like serious for this movie that's been kind of mm-hmm. happy go lucky like can't yeah happy go lucky and kind of campy it's like this reality of like they're gonna kill your kids <laughs> if you don't do what they say mm-hmm. like just the reality of like fucking nazis yeah. but also the song so long farewell of you and goodbye one of my least favorites thank you agreed i i like the little i think it's gretel cute. at the end yeah i like the little kids yes but i also am like how embarrassing for them because they're singing. This oh my god! I can't. Uh, Liesel as a sixteen-year-old, she's pro- she's probably got to be like, kill me. <laughs> that, that's and why she has to yeah. drink. Well, I think I think uh, <laughs> like I think that happened a lot when when there's bigger families and the children are just kind of uh, treated as the children, the oldest ones have to mature in certain ways faster than they would have if they were like a smaller family or even a uh only child and they don't mature in other ways like they do still do childish things into their teen years because of the dynamic of the family a lot i feel like it feels like um like you're living with your youth group yeah yeah i can see that um, I also like uh, as an annoying as someone uh, like a recovering annoying um, little kid. <laughs> I feel like my sister and I and whenever she'd have friends over did this all the time where like my parents would be like like playing cards with their friends upstairs and we'd be like we have a show come downstairs <laughs> you have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd like sing 
And I just, I think that just like was really triggering to me because I'm still, even though these are things I did when I was like five to ten, yeah, I still feel deep shame about them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are still some of my worst memories <laughs> and just watching that i was like oh i remember the time we we recreated the end scene of the lizard lizzie mcguire movie and now i'm having a whole full like i mean a full body sweat just thinking about it great choice though yeah i'm sure all the adults loved it i'm sure all the boomers were thrilled <laughs> they were so mad they like <laughs> even like when even your parents are like we don't want to watch this <laughs> Like, we just want to play cards. Oh. God, even just saying that in a semi-public forum is, is really... Bringing back... Was a lot yeah. to me. I'm proud of you. We all had our moments. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I had several. <laughs> but I guess that song just really brought back a lot for me. <laughs> and so all I was writing down was like, this is so embarrassing. For them. <laughs> and me. Retroactively. For them, but I guess for me. I like the scene where the captain and Maria dance. Yeah. And then the Baroness sees them. Um, yeah, and is being like manipulative and gets Maria to leave. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she like really leans heavily on like, you're a woman of God, right? I can make you ashamed pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yep. And she goes, she goes, I'm sure you'll be a great nun. Yeah. After she's like, he's in love with you, and you're. It's easy because you're in love with him. And then Maria's like, Oh, no. what? No, what? No, <laughs> me. She's like, Sure, I. F- <laughs> me? Who me? She's like, Sure, I felt some things I've never felt before, but. And then he breaks up. He breaks up with the Baroness when Maria comes back. Yeah, at, like almost at the same time. <laughs> but she gets it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. She, yeah, that's like, the thing. She she's keeps... like, when she came back, I knew my plan wasn't going to work. <laughs> but it's like she keeps she keeps doing this manipulative shit, and like I I hate her. But then she has these moments, like the moment in the garden when they're talking when they first arrive, and then the moment here at the very end where she is kind of like understanding, like she gets it. She's like, I'm not meant to be here. You're not meant to be with me. Like. Let's just, I get it. It it is a confusing character because I don't know what we're supposed to think about her. And I don't think the... um, If she was a Nazi, it would have been a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess what I was going to say is I don't think the writer knows what we're supposed to feel about her either. Because it's so back and forth. Because there's also like that scene where she's playing with the kids and she's like, Mm -hmm. she's bad at it. And then she tells Max that... um, She's like, you ever heard of boarding school? Yeah. And then the the me and Luke characters are like, oh. <laughs> um, I think. Which is. Go on. Yeah, which I guess is just to say like, <laughs> go on. Don't let me interrupt your it's podcast. Just... Yeah, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> that little accent I did there just reminded me something. So I'm going to that, mark that for next. <laughs> okay. Um, but it is just an interesting like, I think. If at the end it's that she, the reason they break up is that she can't, she like refuses to denounce Nazis. Like it's such a clear um, trajectory for the character, yeah. and I think it would really 
um, influence all of her other scenes, like rewatching it. But the fact that he's just like, this isn't right. We have to break up. It makes it a little um, like, I don't know, missing something for I me. Think what- yeah, she's a confusing character. Yeah. I think what they're aiming for in the movie is to say that the match is more important between either Maria or the Baroness and the kids more than it is between the woman and the captain, which is fine if that's like one aspect of it, but I feel like they meet that requirement and kind of call it a day, and that makes the rest of the (laughs) character kind of confusing. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I also think like when they when the like the chemistry between the captain and Maria when they're dancing is like it's, it's so palpable that that you're like oh and maybe you weren't thinking it before that moment although there are like subtle moments where like yeah. y- you just I th- I think he starts to respect her and that kind of turns into affection and love yeah. when she's like getting his children to actually act like children and he's she's the only person who stands up to him and she truly cares about his kids and you kind of start to see this really subtle build to them being in a relationship and then when he sees like she brought music back into the house and he says they're like i don't want you to leave um yeah building up to the dance it i think their relationship makes a lot more sense than um the baroness who it's kind of like hot and cold right i like that and they do and they do seem like completely different people but her as a character i'm just like are we supposed to like her or hate her um, it kind of it really goes back and forth. Love her style. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she looks great. Yes, she's yeah, she slays. Um, so am I am I the only one that was bothered that none of these Austrian characters <laughs> sound even remotely Austrian? Yeah, I wrote that down. Another movie where the Brits just refuse to do the <laughs> accent. I think Troubling. it's we've talked about this before. Yep. What did we talk about it on Roman yeah. Holiday? Yeah, <laughs> which is that any. American movie that has people not in a like in Europe, they're just like they'll be British. Yeah, wonderful, great. But yeah, and I'll say what I said before: Why are they British in Game of Thrones? They're supposed to be in. They're not in England. <laughs> they're in a made-up world. They should have a made-up accent. <laughs> you you're making points. You're not wrong. <laughs> And we are receiving them. This is why this podcast can't get that popular because I'll just get people like Game of Thrones stands. Twi- yeah, I'm saying once we actually get people, you're going to get tweets. I'm coming after everything people yeah. love. You'll Disney, get true crime really quick based on these opinions. <laughs> Lee. Yeah, but you know, I'll say it. I don't know that this movie would be as popular as it is if they were speaking in Austrian accents. That's true. Fair. There's something really... But also, I don't think Chris- Christopher Plummer, I think, is American. I think he has an American accent, right? Uh, yes, Christopher Plummer yeah. is an American man. I wrote, everybody gets horny in the gazebo. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it just really calls back to the Mulaney bit about holding hands with your betrothed, but it starts to rain. That is literally <laughs> yeah? why 16 going on 17 happens yeah. there. <laughs> gazebo! So they can be indoors it's and out of doors all out. But also, the gazebo's in... <laughs> The gazebo happens um, with uh, w- during um, like the summer in my right. childhood. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrote it's a 
Oh, the Climb Every Mountain. I guess I forgot that she just sings it to Maria. This is the song that Mother Superior sings. It's a banger. It's a banger. It's one of the best songs in, in the show, in the movie. Yeah, I think I called it a bop. Um, it's a bop. <laughs> but it's funny that she sings it about, like, <laughs> being like, go see if you're into this guy. Like, it's such a dramatic <laughs> song for that to be the yeah. reason, especially when, like, there are Nazis running around. And then she sings a hella dramatic, beautiful song. Though the yeah. actress did not sing it herself. That's another dubbed one. Ooh. Oh, fun. Fun fact. Peggy Wood. Um, remember when Luke's character says, uh, what's the matter, what's the matter, you glum little pussies? Did anyone catch that line? I had sub- Who says that? Max. I had subtitles on. It said pusses. But I was going to say, I think it's, I don't think it's pussies. I think it's puss. I, that's like a common thing to say to like- he, I low-key he, heard pussies though too. He had, there was a hard E at the end of that word. I think he said pusses and you No, it. I mean, the subtitle, he was maybe supposed to say pusses. Like, he was calling them, yeah, glum little, like, kittens. But he said pussy, E-E-E. -E -E. There was a hard E at the end of that word. Tyler, pussy. I get, Tyler, I get that Courtney, that's what your mind is at. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> we already had our, our <laughs> weird... <laughs> moment for this podcast it was when you said weird shit about <laughs> an underage boy and a, a captain of the military getting it on you can try to make that as <laughs> as effed up as you want but luke was on my side <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> it wasn't that weird i just said that this adult actor and <laughs> another adult actor i would like them to make out before we forget the topic of misheard poor language though mm -hmm. i would like to talk about prior to climb every mountain when mother superior calls maria a face <laughs> does she really it's an accent thing the line is <laughs> what is she trying to say the line is what is it you can't face but she delivers it as what is, what it, is it you comma. can't face <laughs> caroline ray has a whole bit about this in her stand-up i highly recommend it it, when where can we Julie find Andrews it? A face, I rest my case. <laughs> is it on Netflix? <laughs> um, no, it is. It's probably off to dig it up on YouTube or something. Ah, okay, okay. Highly recommended. There are also remixes of it that make <laughs> the song "Climb Every Mountain," blah blah blah, till you find your face. <laughs> you can bleep me all you want. I'm just glad I got to say it. <laughs> um this is an expressly unbleeped episode uh, <laughs> podcast Good we we said we if something was too dirty we'd bleep it so maybe we will bleep that word bleep most of them but leave <laughs> one in <laughs> or do the thing that they do uh in like very poorly bleep it yeah like we, yeah like you, you can it's the whole it. word except for like uh like the just the very small uh of the word what, what word are you talking about, Tyler? Uh, cunt. cunt, cunt. <laughs> it's just cunt. I said it really aggressively and loud and then looked around to see if like, my parents were here. Even though I know they're not, I'm just like, they can, they know. Um, bleep me saying it. Um, I'm a lady. But there's a really great detail when um, 
right before Maria comes in, there's another woman who's like going into the um, convent and she's wearing this blue dress and they're like, go to the robing room and she leaves. And then when Maria goes to see the kids again, like back to the trap house, she's wearing her dress because she says in the beginning, she's like, I don't have any of my clothes because we give up all our possessions. And he's like, to the poor. And he goes, well, what about this dress? And she goes, well, the poor didn't want this one. That's Which is funny. Really so like, goddamn Way funny. to keep the continuity really- there. That was good. But I was like, that's so smart. Like that, I think it was the first time I've noticed it, but she's wearing the same dress. And then when we see Maria, she's wearing that dress as well. Nice. Because that woman just gave it up. So Maria was like, well, I guess I'm going to take this. Gave away all my curtain dresses again. Um, I think one of the most romantic lines I've ever heard is when they're well maybe not it's not that romantic but i was like oh this is sweet when um when they're when they're in the gazebo that was a journey yeah we're, we're getting back on track here <laughs> yeah. hard left turn um when when uh she says something she's like uh the reverend mother tells us we need to blah 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 he's like what else does the reverend mother tell you and she's like that you have to look for your life and he says and have you found it maria i was like all right that's romantic. I like that. We had very different yeah. takeaways from that. My note on that scene was there's nothing like quoting a nun during a makeout session. <laughs> <laughs> but that is very sweet, and I'm glad that you pointed that out to me because I was too busy writing down my bullshit <laughs> to realize that she there was. She starts quoting like scripture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so thank you for that, Tyler. I do. <laughs> I do like that whole song, the like. The sentiment of like I must have done something good to end up with you, I think, is yeah. really cute. That that was a song that was written for the movie. Mm. Oh, that makes and sense. Has since been incorporated into the stage show. Same with I Have Confidence. They wrote that for the movie as well. I love I Have Confidence. Oh, it's What's your favorite song, both of you? Favorite song of the whole of the whole thing? Mm. I think Climb Every Mountain for me. Okay, is it because Audrey McDonald sang it? <laughs> no, but that. That reminder in the, in the only redeemable part of the Carrie Underwood uh, live version of that this. reminder certainly helps. Probably somewhere in my youth or childhood. What? What? I don't know the, what the name of the song actually is. I think it's called something good. Something good. I think it's called something good too. Yeah, that one. That one slaps. What's yours, Courtney? Um, thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't waiting for. I it was gonna anything. tell you. I was gonna tell you anyway. Um, I think I I really love all of them a lot, but I think my favorite is <laughs> one we even talked about, which is my favorite things. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. that is <laughs> which I think is that considered a Christmas song? Is that why I think it's a Christmas? Musical? It gets played as like a part. It of gets Christmas played music, at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I I really I don't know. I always like that song. Um, do you hate? That I kind of hate that song because of how. It just shows up at Christmas time for no reason. <laughs> okay. And it's just... I like it. Christmas can wanna, ruin I don't want to call it it's stupid, a thing, but... It's a thing that Christmas can do to a song is, is ruin it, for sure. I love Christmas music, though. I'm so excited for Christmas. <laughs> well, it's spooky season right um... now, all right? <laughs> <laughs> then why are we talking about a Christmas movie? <laughs> because I was like, is this a Christmas movie? Um... I plan out our next few episodes up until Halloween. Tyler. Is it okay? So that's very exciting. Anyway, 
Yeah. Cliffhanger. So there's going to be a spooky movie coming sometime. But I think our Halloween episode will come out the day after Halloween. That's rad. Because that's a Monday. Yeah, so it'll come out the November Sweet. 1st. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think it's my favorite things. I really like that song. I've always liked that song. I like singing that song. But um, I guess since um, Luke says that song is dumb, I will. Julie sounds great. I will take it back because I, I desperately seek the approval of men and will go with. Um... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. If you say the lonely goat herd, I'm leaving. <laughs> Dude, the puppets, man. Lady, wait, Tyler, I'm so. <laughs> we'll get to your puppet stuff in in two seconds. Speaking of um, horror movies, you know what I mean. Uh, I have confidence. I dig it. Do you? Was it good? I, I like it. Did I do well? <laughs> did, did I do a good the job? The way the way that it's filmed reminds me a lot of "Don't Rain on My Parade" from the Funny Girl movie. Yeah, and, that's fair. And I, I don't know, anything that, like, reminds me of any old movie musical or, like, a specific one just has a special place in my heart. And the way that, yeah, the way that, that is shot just, like, says movie musical to me, and I love it. <laughs> it's a great rev up to the rest of the movie after. I also, I like The Hills Are Alive. I like The Sound of Music. Heck, Yeti. Title track is great. I do. That song's, they use that song in um, Moulin Rouge. They play it off as if one of the characters in Moulin Rouge wrote it. It's a weird movie. I love Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I might, Luke, I will. <laughs> I might have to revisit it. It did not do it for me. Baz Luhrmann is very hit or miss for me. That's it's the only Baz Luhrmann I like because I think it's um the only one that has a story. All right, this isn't Star Wars, <laughs> is it? Baz or Baz? I say Baz. I'm I'm probably wrong. I say Baz. I say Baz. I'm wrong. It's Baz. Okay. It's Han, not Han. Lando. Jesus. Was that directed at me or just the public? <laughs> no, just at Lando. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is. Is that a character in Star yeah. Wars? Yeah. Okay. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll watch those. Am I doing a good job? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you guys think I'm good? You're wonderful. <laughs> you know, for, great. for a girl. <laughs> What's the worst song, though? The... The goat herd one. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Did, I didn't I mean to spoil it, but I like I like the yodel. Like yodeling is fun in general. I think, but man, puppets will never be, never not be terrifying. Those puppets, they're those marionettes are creepy. Jesus Christ. I think I do. I will say that that's maybe the worst scene because it's also just like like it like what are we that doing? scene needs to be cut. What's the point? That scene can be cut. It doesn't add anything to the plot. But I also think. Julie Andrews sounds great on that song. Yeah. That's amazing. She sounds great, which is why I'm also like, that's a fun song to listen to. That is one of the first times when they're walking out. Uh, it's one of the first times where we see some, like, um, affection between um, the captain and Maria. Yeah, and the Baroness says, is there anything you can't do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's like, man. Yeah. I wrote the end used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid, when they're hiding in the um, oh yeah, in the abbey with those the scenes are very scary. Yeah, it's such a weird juxtaposition. It's so dark too. It's crazy. Well, and they go on for so long. He's rattling that cage for five minutes. The gate, like the individual gates, it goes on for 
Yeah, that's crazy. And then when the flashlights actually find them, that's such like a moment. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. For me, it was like the most intense or like most invested that I ever felt in that part of the story was when they get caught trying to leave their house, like when they're pushing the car. Yeah. That dialogue. The lights. Is tense and terrifying and... Even like knowing where the story went, I was like, this could erupt at any second and could be yeah. very bad. They could just shoot yeah. them. Like, yeah. it's so, yeah, when they're like, well, then you'll go and then we'll just take you right after. Um, and and um, Captain Mud Trap says, like, well, we don't need an escort to the festival. And he goes, oh, well, we wouldn't want you getting lost in the crowd. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, the situation becomes so dire mm-hmm. so quickly. I also wrote, who are they kidding, thinking all those kids can fit in that one car? <laughs> you had to. I've never noticed that before, but I'm like, they have seven kids and three adults. My mom, my mom's. And uh, that's like a sedan. My mom's got four siblings, and they used to fit seven people total in, like, a station wagon. Yeah, but this is ten people. This is seven children. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's- and I don't think this had like a like like a like a backback seat, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it had just a third two rows. And a maybe it was small, a stretch, and yeah. they just hadn't hit the button yet. Sure, <laughs> they show it to you though, and it looks like really. Yeah, it's clown like car. A small car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, who are they kidding? Um, and then this is where I wrote, Ralph, you baby back bitch. <sighs> it's, it's Ralph. Oh yeah. Rolf. Ralph. Ralph. Yeah, fuck that kid. I don't like him. <laughs> Call him Ralph. It's it's Rolf. Looks like a Nazi. Um, <laughs> he does. <laughs> My mom's dog's name when she was growing up was Rolf. I wonder if it's... Was, was it blonde? Hmm. <laughs> no, it was like a schnauzer. But I wonder if it which German. German schnauzer. It was a German yeah. schnauzer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to ask my mom some <laughs> questions immediately. Bring her on the show. She's upstairs. Um, yeah, and then when they then at the end they 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 walk into Switzerland, but it's really Austria. Okay, to from Switzerland. Yeah. And none of them are wearing hiking boots. It must have been miserable. I mean, yeah, good thing not, that would not be a fun hike. Yeah, good thing this wasn't a four-hour movie because an hour of it would have just been them walking in like. <laughs> The freezing, oh, like losing <laughs> losing toes to like, they're wearing dresses. Still, like the girls are still wearing dresses. I can't imagine the the <laughs> agony life, that that must have been. In real life, they did not escape on foot. They hopped a train to Italy. Oh, sick! But because I think in real life the borders closed the day after. That sounds right. But in the movie, they closed the night of. You gotta make it dramatic. Because Nazis are <laughs> wasn't yeah. already wasn't already a real <laughs> enough story. Uh, the lady bowing might have uh, dropped the tension levels. Cause God, that was funny. I like that a lot. <laughs> that good. was really funny. I was like, "This is what we needed." <laughs> this is crazy. Like, <laughs> bowing over and over, like this little Austrian lady with her dress, her like uh, like her skirt, and then like, but it's like a long skirt that goes all the way to the floor. <laughs> I made a note. Funny that the nuns uh, or the Catholic Church wanted to help the Von Trapps. I thought Nazis were good Christian men and women. No, that's just current Nazis. Oh, right, 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 right. Good call. Good, 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 don't mix them up. Good point. They don't point, like point. that. Yeah. The... Hills are alive? What? 
Yes. <laughs> I, I was I was kind of on that note, maybe a little bit. <laughs> the way that they especially the way they show the captain kind of mini owning Nazis along the way, I think is a really actually cool and scarily relevant thing now. <laughs> yeah. It felt really relevant. Because, like, he's ca- like he calls out Max for being kind of complicit and. Just, yeah, his, complicit is a his really His complacency good word for being a problem. But also, like, it's not like the captain's taking an active stance or anything. True. So it's, it's really interesting, those interactions, and sadly, how relevant they are now. Yeah. Now that real, now, now that current day Nazis have entered the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it did feel real. Yeah, when he yells at him, because Max is like, it'll be fine. And he's like, it won't be fine. Sometimes I don't think I, I know you. Like, I can't believe I even know you sometimes, yeah. um, is what the captain says cool. to uh, Yeah, and when he, when he school, like, verbally schools that one uh, sympathizer, the guy who he calls, like, the, you'll be the whole trumpet section. <laughs> when oh, the yeah. Nazis, God, that whole I forgot about scene. that line. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because that guy's essentially just being like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, why should, like, Germany should. And yeah, and then Austria. he's the guy who comes back to, like, yeah, lead the charge. The uh, yeah. To take the bone traps. I really liked Maria's wedding dress. She looked like a specter when we first saw her. She was, like, this flowing, like, <laughs> she was shiny and, like, in the background a little. And, she is superhuman. The light so. was, like, yeah, it was pretty intense. The thing I read was that they forgot to call the actor who was supposed to be marrying them, and so that she's walking to like no one at, <laughs> at the end of the altar, like there's not a priest. That's why. Because they forgot to get the actor, and it's like a huge, like it's like a, um, like a crane shot. It's really mm-hmm. nice. Um, and the nun, the the one nun scene where they're like, uh, uh, mother, mother, reverend, whatever, we've sinned. They're like, but she's like, what have you done? And they're like. We fucking jacked their car up, dude. Nazis can't yeah, get to us. That's so funny. They like, <laughs> yeah, because they keep they yeah because they get away um by car. They steal the nuns' car, yeah. and then um the Nazis come and they can't get that. We hear their like engines turning over and like not turning over, over again. Yeah. And then, not turning over, yeah, attempting to. So good, but they get away and it's happily ever after. Yeah, Three hours later, to Vermont. <laughs> like like a like Fitz and Olivia, they go to Vermont. Did anyone watch Scandal? Nope. Literally, you're the only person that did. Yeah, so that's fair. That's like one of the side things is in Scandal. They're like, we'll go to Vermont, we'll escape DC, and we'll go to Vermont and we'll have a house together. Scandal's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Vermont is like DC of. New England, though, and then and then Olivia, Olivia's like Vermont doesn't exist. We can't get to Vermont. It's not gonna happen. And then yeah, guys, Scandal's nuts. I watched all of the last season of Scandal in like a like I had like a re- pretty bad fever and I was really sick. <laughs> so it was like a few years ago, guys. I don't. It wasn't. COVID. Don't worry, not COVID. Yeah, um, I hope. And um, <laughs> I watched the whole last season of Scandal in like a fever haze, and it was so jarring. <laughs> Literally, spoilers for Scandal. Are either of you gonna watch it? Never. Great. Um, spoilers for Scandal. They shoot Portia de Rossi in the head out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. It was like maybe the most jarring moment of television I've ever seen. 
She's been a main character for seasons. They just pulled a gun and shoot her and she falls to the ground. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> in like the middle of an episode in the middle of the season. Guys, Scandal's crazy. Turns out. Turns out. So anyway. Uh... Um, in the... Uh, in the fun facts section, we we forgot a couple bits. Um, we forgot to mention that the Rotten Tomato score eighty three percent. Oh, way too low. Yep. What the hell? I agree. Uh, I think this is a classic. What the hell? Well, and it's a classic. Um, it's a musical. It's a that yeah. It's a it's um, a musical. People are mean musical. about musicals and comedies. But it won a couple Oscars. It was yeah. It was nominated for ten Oscars. That's bananas. And it won five. So it won Best Picture. Crazy. Um, Best Director for Robert Wise makes a lot yep. of sense. Best Sound for James Corcoran and Fred Hines. Um, Best Film Editing, William Reynolds. Best Music, Scoring of Music Adaptation or Treatment for Erwin Kostel, which, yeah, interesting. I don't know if they do that one anymore or if that's just not shown on the... Um, mm. Like actual ceremony, like for best, like scoring of music adaptation. Yeah, I feel like they've changed it because. Yeah, they might have that, and it just is shown at like the creative arts or like the awards the day before, Um, or the awards they do during the commercial break. Anyway, and then it was nominated for best actress in a leading role for Julie Andrews, best actress in a supporting role for Peggy Woods, who played Mother Superior, Um, best cinematography for Ted McCord makes sense, best art direction, set decoration. For Boris Levin, Walter M. Scott, and Ruby R. Levitt. And best costume design in a color film for Dorothy Jenkins. The it's costumes were those great. are different categories. Makes sense, though. Yeah. <laughs> like color and black and white. Yeah. The costumes, though, the are The costumes beautiful. are wonderful. They're, yeah. yeah. Well, especially the first time you see the kids in the um, curtain, curtain I clothes. love those. I yeah. mean, those clothes are cute. I'd wear those. Yeah. They are. Maria has a little bandana on. Those boy, those little boys must have hated it, though. I feel like they were in like later. <laughs> yeah, they're in Austria. But as as someone who was, you a mean little the boy, actors? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you meant the actual kids. I was like, they were probably used to it. Yeah. No, I think they were probably like, "Wow, we're on it. We're in a movie." I think that was probably <laughs> yeah. the review of it. Yeah, that might be it. Should we? Anyone else have any stray thoughts, or should we do Rotten Tomato reviews? Oh, I have another, I have another fun fact. Oh, yay. What is it? Ooh. There is a cameo made by one Maria Von Trapp. Oh, Whoa. yeah. During, Where at? Uh, during I Have Confidence, um, Maria is, movie Maria, Queen Julie, is walking like under a stone arch, and there's a group of like three women that walk behind <gasps> her, the eldest of which is the real-life Maria Von Trapp. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I think I knew that from, like, Twitter. <laughs> or something. Well, now you know it from me. Yeah. Well, and it'll... I'll remember it this time. Oh, thanks. Yeah, man. <laughs> Courtney, you want to get into your uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviews? Hell, yeah. I just cracked my neck. Because um, I'm so ready for this. <laughs> um, okay, this is from Charles G. From March 24th, 2020. <laughs> Someone who said, hey, there's a pandemic going on. I'm going to watch The Sound of Music and uh, be mean about it. Okay. (laughs) I will never understand how this turd becomes so revered. 
It is not just bad, it is laughably so. Alpine scenery is beautiful, though. One star. (laughs) (laughs) I think... He gets it. We're all here for the drone shots, man. He said, I give it a star for scenery. (laughs) And nothing else. (laughs) This this is maybe my favorite review ever. (laughs) This one's like me. (laughs) Okay. This is Nicholas G. from March 29th. Um... 2015. The hills are alive with the sound of bullshit. This This movie is corny as hell, and I found it very difficult to sit through this movie. Redundant phrasing. Uh, What was it? This movie or that movie? This movie is corny as hell, and I found it very difficult to sit through this movie. This this movie? Yes. Specifically. This this, movie. This movie. It's poor phrasing. On Nicholas's parts. This movie. One and a half stars. <laughs> okay. And here's oh, a review from James Powers from The Hollywood Reporter, originally published March 2nd, 1965. Who says you can't buy happiness? As long as Robert Wise, The Sound of Music is playing, you can. And that's going to be good, going to be good for a long time. Don't, however, wait. Don't deprive yourself of the pleasure. A moment longer than necessary. Run. Do not walk to the nearest box office. The 20th century release will be one of the movie's all-time hits, one of the all-time great pictures. It restores your faith in movies. If you sit quietly and let it take, it may also restore your faith in humanity. It does with infectious wit, with consistent gaiety, with simple and realistic spirituality, with romance of heartbreak and heartmend. This is set against the most beautiful scenery you have seen in your life. The sound of music is quite a picture. There are many reasons why this musical... From the lilting intelligence of Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein II is such an enthralling success. Success. <laughs> Credit producer director Robert Wise, first of all, for his consummate skill in organizing and guiding it. But the talent that gives it its final lift is the unquestionably that of Julie Andrews. Rave review. Yeah, man. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. This, yeah. I, I think. There's a there's a lot of great shit about this movie. Um, this also yeah, like I've um go 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 go. go. Uh, this also came out um like two years after um 20th Century Fox released um Cleopatra, which was a huge bomb. Right. And mm. so this is credited with like reviving the studio because this was such a massive success. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you said, five years of. <laughs> buying it i someone who um this just in am not from the 60s um ha- have seen this movie probably at, at least 30 times yeah yeah i um i've had this like feeling recently twice where um like very recently so like today <laughs> I had this feeling and yesterday I had this feeling of so watching Sound of Music and bear with me playing Super Mario 64 for the first time ever. It gives I have this weird feeling where I'm experiencing something for the first time knowing its history, knowing how big of a deal it is. And usually usually that that can like take away a lot of the magic, like take away like, oh, this was built up in my mind for so long. People said, oh my God, it's such a thing that when I finally watched it, 
I didn't end up liking it as much as I could. And for both Mario 64 and Sound of Music, I've had the same feeling of like, this is still magical. <laughs> like, like it holds up. This is the, but like to a degree of like, the Sound of Music is like one of my favorite movies now. Like it's, yeah, oh, it's that's pretty. So that nice. That's so great. No, you put and it's that a weird very, feeling. Like, you, no, I like completely get what you're talking about, but you put that like very, um, like eloquently of just like, mm-hmm. oh, you're like you were probably feeling the same emotions as someone who watched this in theaters felt. Yeah, like it's still which it almost made that it well that like it, it still matters. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's the, and it was it was cool to be like aware that I'm I was feeling this way because like I yeah I was thinking about like. Oh, this this must have been a hype as like shit when it first came out, and I was I was feeling it. It was good. Yeah. So uh, I'd give it out That's of so ten great. Uh, That's like Oscars. <laughs> I would give it ten out of ten Oscars. This movie rules. Wow. I think that's so. That's great, Luke. Do you want to go next? How many Oscars? I do you will. Get? I will. So. Like I said before, my personal enjoyment of this movie has increased since we've been talking about it. <laughs> because and you you were not that positive. You and I were texting, and you were right. not positive about it. I was not. I don't overall love the music because a lot of it, just in life and also as somebody who is like into musical theater, gets overplayed and overhyped so much. And you can't help but just be like, oh my god, the sound of music, like, not again. Um, but watching the movie, to sort of reiterate what Tyler said, I definitely understood all of the value that this film has, and it's a wonderful story, and yeah, I complained about it being long, but it is <laughs> really for almost three hours. It's tight, it moves quickly, it's a well-done story and all of that good stuff. So coming in, I would have probably given it like a 7 out of 10 Oscars, but um, just our conversation has given it that extra little bump. It's sitting at an 8 for me, I think. It is definitely wonderful, and I appreciate so much about it. There's just something that it's like almost not for me, kind of. So or sale, maybe, even. Because of the again. over, or even stale for you, who's for someone who's heard it hundreds of times over That's and over. That's true. Not getting to experience it kind of the way it's meant to be, hmm. that makes sense. Um, so definitely still enjoy it a lot. So we're going to give it eight out of 10 Oscars from Luke. Heck yeah. I mean, the real Oscars only gave him five out of 10. So, right. Dame <laughs> Julie Andrews is a 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. She's she. Oh, she's a twenty. Um, I obviously love this movie. I feel like that was so great because it's like the point of this podcast is to like make you watch things. I think you, like that you would probably never watch if you weren't being forced. And yeah. um, it makes me so happy that you actually like. <laughs> we did it, lads. <laughs> and this is the last episode of the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I've accomplished my goal. But yeah. See you never. This movie, I tried to be like, am I liking this because it's nostalgic for me? 
And it does make me, like, it makes me think of Christmas and it makes me think of, like, having fun with my family and all that. Or do I like it because it's a good movie? And I think it's very 50-50. And I... I really, I really like the story. I think, like, actually watching it from an analytical point of view, which I don't think I've ever done before because I've never had to. I was like, I do really yeah. like the subtle, the subtle way they bring up what's going on politically in the turmoil and how that kind of builds. Like, it's really smart, and the way it's shot is beautiful. And I think the performances are great. And I do really like the music. I completely get what Luke is saying because even yeah. as he was saying that, I was like, oh, I feel that way about Oklahoma. Like, I cannot listen to that soundtrack. Um, because I've heard, I hear it so much and it feels really overdone to me. So I'm like, and, and a little bit of a tangent, but maybe that's changed with the new revival of Oklahoma. Like I don't feel as negative about it, but, um, I love Sound of Music. I think it's such a great movie that really holds up and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Oscars, that is. Just kind of like an overall note. Um, something I'm like very critical of in movie musicals is how musical sequences are filmed. And I think every song in this film is shot just spectacularly. Yeah. And that's part of, that was probably one of my favorite parts of it. So even the songs that I didn't necessarily like, I was like, I love what they're doing with this. Robert Wise it's is, delightful. A, is a, a musical movie musical expert, I would say, because he also did West Side Story. That's fair. I accept that. <laughs> Luke and I were texting before this, and I said this is um, a podcast about um, sound music, but it's also a funeral for uh, Julie Andrews' vo- vocal cords because <laughs> she can't sing anymore. Hmm. She had yeah. surgery, and they botched her vocal cords. Yep. How sad. She One came- of like, the greatest voices of all time. Because <laughs> that happened like mm-hmm. in the 90s. Like, she still had, I mean, she's still kicking today. She came back for that one song in Princess Diaries 2. Wait, what is that song? The, um, your crowning glory. Crowning glory. Yes. <laughs> I had to get With that. Raven. With, oh, Raven's credited as just Raven in. Yeah, that was before she added some. Yeah, and that is just so Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's bullshit that Julie <laughs> Andrews doesn't have a Tony. Is that it's true? It's the sound of bullshit. Should- it's the only it's the only EGOT award she does not have. Oh, she will get an honorary one. She'll get a lifetime achievement. Should we Better. start um, protesting the theater wing now? I already have been. <laughs> <laughs> when when it's they been gave an us- ongoing protest <laughs> when they for gave us at least instead ten years. of <laughs> is that what you're gonna say when they gave us Greece instead of the Tonys? Yeah. That wasn't the theater wing's decision. That was CBS's decision. <laughs> I don't care. I blame the theater wing. <laughs> I love Greece. <laughs> the music is great. It'd be very fun to be in Greece. Yes. Should we mount a production of Greece when we're Danny and Sammy? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I also Tyler. Tyler, who do you want to be? Can I just direct? Yeah, Thanks. that'd be great. Actually, could you, you can you do tech and direct? yeah <laughs> um actually luke we should do a um we should put up a production of who's afraid of virginia wolf with the two of us <laughs> just screaming I'm for at each literally other anything. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where we were 
Um, well, uh, I think all we have left is to uh, talk about what we're watching next week. We're watching Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Whoa. Another one I've seen. <laughs> have you seen? I, I, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen it once. And I've it seen was... it once and I didn't like it, so. Oh. But. Okay. Spoiler alert, we will have another guest. <gasps> yes. And they picked this movie. Yes. Oh, that's really neat. So that is why we're doing it. And and they really liked it, so I'm interested to hear their take. Luke, you need to like text us like you gotta watch it and text us you're out of ten Oscars. Yeah, yeah I've never seen I've never seen it myself. It's For on it's mind. on Netflix. Yep. Excellent. So another I easy one. Um yeah, I saw it once. I think our our good friend of the show, Nathan Nathan Stevens, uh, showed it to me during I, our tenure at at BW. Um, I'm excited to watch it again because everyone I know thinks it's amazing, and um, yeah, everyone loves it. So I'm I'm excited to watch it again. Heck yeah, Jim Carrey, uh, Mark Ruffalo, a, Mark a Ruffalo, young Mark Ruffalo, yeah. shirtless, a <laughs> lot of hair. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, just keep uh, saying Mark Ruffalo. Mark, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Emmy Award winner, um, Mark Ruffalo. Emmy, oh, Emmy, he won the Emmy. <laughs> For what? A uh, TV movie, no one cares. That Yeah, that HBO <laughs> thing that he did? Yeah. Okay. He's not who I um, had. He was not on my ballot, so I'm a little mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for him, but I'm upset. Uh, And who's, um? what's, Jesus, I'm blanking. Uh, Mary Jane. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst plays Mark, R- Mark Ruffalo's girlfriend in Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Well, we'll get more into that on the next show. On the next one. Next time on Film Schooled. Courtney, oh, if... <laughs> well, Luke, thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Yes. Do you Luke, plug- if people wanted yeah. to follow you on the internet, where would they go? If people, they- if people wanted to follow me on the internet, they could do so on both Twitter and Instagram at L-A-Vitus-Colin. That's L-A-V-I-T-U-S-K-O-L-L-I-N. And Luke, Heck yeah. Luke tweets a lot. It's I a good try. follow. And, okay, I try, yeah, I yeah, try yeah. to be a good follow. Because oh my I God, this I man tweets. <laughs> I have my notifications on for Luke. I don't know why I didn't do it intentionally, but I'm also not mad about it. So like four times have, a day. I have a subscriber. It's not a big four deal. Four times a day. I get like more than four times. I get a notification that Luke has tweeted. And Do you get retweets too? Yes. That's the only way I know you've tweeted on the film school account because Luke retweets it. <laughs> Is it a, so you're welcome. I'll get a thing. Even if like, it's Luke not a quote tweet. Film schooled. Yeah. Like a straight up retweet will, yes. will notify your phone. Yes. Oh my. So I know everything Luke's doing. <laughs> At least on Twitter. And you can too. <laughs> and you can and you, too. Dear listener. Hit that hit that bell bell icon. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess I did that. Yeah. Um no, me me and my my roommate, uh Brendan, he uh we had a minutes long conversation about how every single one of Luke's tweets is viral worthy. Like they wow. should go viral. And they don't, and it's infuri- It's one of the most infuriating things that's happening in 2020. I do not deserve that praise. So, everyone follow Luke, make him go viral. 
Yes, please, God. And then, and then you can go viral as I retweet you, and people get notified. <gasps> oh my <laughs> God! Tweets. This is our our master plan. <laughs> this is how you win. This is how we break yeah. in. This is how I win. <laughs> Good uh, uncut gems call out, Courtney. Uh, where would they go to follow you on on said internet? Um, I'm at Cordal Hall everywhere. Cordal. Um, go look at. <laughs> Go look at my um, letterbox, see my Pixar rankings. Um, also, new development, I changed my iPhone back to light mode. Um, oh. I feel like I Did got something a new, wrong? I feel like I got a new phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything's so bright and new. Yeah, everything's so bright and shiny. I feel like it's 2017 again. And yeah, it's, sure. it's delightful to be in that headspace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just right at the beginning of the current administration. It was we back didn't when know people it said, it was back when everyone was like, how much damage can a president really do anyway? Don't worry. And yeah. um, Movie pass is a thing. Oh like, what, God, we what are we worried about? We were going Take to movie back. pass. Um, 2017, the year of our Lord 2017 was like. It was a great year. That's it we, was a great year. I graduated that year. Me and Luke graduated that year. We did. I didn't. Um, I... <laughs> It was stellar. That was a great Spiritually, year. you did. That's true. Emotionally, I did. <laughs> yeah, emotionally, <laughs> work ethic wise, I did. I think our whole our whole friend group kind of graduated at the same time. Yeah, but uh, I was done. Dis- um, despite being different ages. Yes. So anyway, um, I want to plug light mode on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out light mode. I I have it so that it's light during the day and dark at night. Yeah, yeah. I I did that for a while. And I went f- dark side all the way. Well, I've only been doing it for like a day, so we'll see if I change okay. my mind. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Tune so in you next have art week. imitating life. I like that. Yeah. Tyler, where would we follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Tyler's New Groove on uh, all, sorts of, all sorts of things except for Letterboxd. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I didn't go with that for Letterboxd. <laughs> and just, just search Tyler Robertson. You'll figure it out. And, I'll be there. And um, um what's your home address? It is uh not no. Um <laughs> say it. Just say a bunch of times so we have to bleep it. <laughs> we just say it and bleep it out. Uh all right, it is <laughs> That's your parents' house. That's not even your Right, fine. <laughs> you're really you're really throwing <laughs> You were really throwing your parents under the bus by giving the address where your family lives, but you don't. People it's are going to hear address. Courtney's don't hot the takes and then just go to that address. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have okay. mobs at your parents' house. Yeah, uh, Zelda's really... just going to have a goddamn aneurysm. She's like, why are people there all these really people loves, here? Uh, who really love Steven Spielberg are going to come for, yeah. for me through you. I mean, I have to imagine that's a fervent audience that is just ready to blow a gasket at any oh, at any I'm, moment. I'm sure I'll receive texts from Hogan about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Absolutely. he agrees with me, actually, though, for the most part. Anyway, I think I'll you might be right. Out. <laughs> I'm pretty <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> Tune in next week, like we said. Yeah. Yes, I, uh, but my letterboxed uh, the the Pixar list that I made. The uh, you can have like a little subtitle. And it says, it says, why are you booing? I'm right. <laughs> Which is a meme. It's based on a, on a meme. 
I'm gonna have to look at these lists. I'm excited. Yeah, Luke, do you have a letterbox? I don't. Should I? Yes, absolutely. 100%. I want to hear every single I am movie. Also, take. LA Vitus Colin on Letterboxd. Sign up, dude. It is. It's a. It's a. It's a whole new it's world. It's the only social media that I'm actually like actively doing right now. Yeah, That's and fair. it's the only jokes I've written during the pandemic have been on. <laughs> she's been doing one sentence reviews and it's so funny Ooh, i like the sound of that. my i watched um oh crap no i don't even remember the name of it that that documentary about social media oh no. the social social dilemma is that it yes yeah, yeah. It. and my review of it was is it ironic to be uh reviewing <laughs> a movie about how social media is <laughs> destroying our our uh, our world on a social media platform. Yeah. And then that's it. That's the end of yep. my review. <laughs> so it's great, in other words. Um it was if, a- you wanna, <laughs> if you want to keep up with the podcast, uh we are at Film Schooled FM on Twitter and Instagram. Uh yeah. You can subscribe at uh you're already subscribed if you're listening to this, so I won't do that. It's a really complicated, it's like supposed to be a short URL, but it's actually quite complicated. It's linktr.ee, like it's linktree, but it's linktr.ee slash filmschooled. Also, um, leave us a review. Yeah, Flip we're on up. Amazon Music now. Yeah, so you can and leave. they have nice fonts. They do. <laughs> they do. I was like, yeah, I think it's a rounded din. Because <laughs> I'm into fonts. You like you like typeface. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a rating. Heck yeah. Give us five stars and then tell me what an idiot I am in the actual review. Right. Like right. still give us the five stars. Give us the five stars even... and then just drag me. <laughs> yeah. Blast but, us. But always close your reviews with Alpine scenery is beautiful though. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. On that note, ready, Luke? Ready? Ready? First guest. Ready? And cut. cut. That was beautiful. It sounded good to me. That was a cacophony of noise. The sound of bullshit. <laughs> That's the, <sound> of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best slam I've ever. <laughs>